Welcome back to KCW News Central. I'm your host, Soma Lambert, joined by Bryce Junquist and Brendan Dolman. Thank you for sticking with us this morning. We have about 10 minutes left of this morning's show. Again, this is our normal time slot. You can listen to KCW News Central 9 to 11 Saturday mornings. This morning, we're only going to the 10 o'clock mark. But as I mentioned before, we headed to break. We're going to stretch that to hopefully two hours next week and uh, the rest of the quarter. We dive now into our national spotlight. Brendan has the latest on the Syria airstrikes. Brendan? Thank you, Soma. Last Friday, April 13th, Britain, France, and the United States launched a total of 105 missiles against Syria chemical weapons facilities. Successfully hitting all three of their targets, weapons used include Tomahawk cruise missiles, fired off British warships, French and UK warplanes, and US B-1 bombers. United States assures that the airstrikes have crippled and disabled all chemical weapons facilities, as well as Syria's capability to launch chemical weapons attacks. Secretary of Defense James Mattis commented on Trump's authority to authorize airstrikes and why he did so. The president has the authority under Article 2 of the Constitution to use military force overseas to defend important United States national interests. The United States has vital national interest in averting a worsening catastrophe in Syria and specifically deterring the use and proliferation of chemical weapons. Mattis continued on where and why the United States conducted the airstrikes. Earlier today, President Trump directed the U.S. military to conduct operations in consonance with our allies to destroy the Syrian regime's chemical weapons research development and production capability. Tonight, France, the United Kingdom, and the United States took decisive action to strike the Syrian chemical weapons infrastructure. Clearly, the Assad regime did not get the message last year. This time, our allies and we have struck harder. Together, we have sent a clear message to Assad and his murderous lieutenants that they should not perpetrate another chemical weapons attack for which they will be held accountable. United States Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley said that the airstrikes were not an act of punishment or revenge, but an act to deter future chemical weapons attacks. We're here today because three permanent members of the United Nations Security Council acted. The United Kingdom, France, and the United States acted, not as revenge, not as punishment, not as a symbolic show of force. We acted to deter the future use of chemical weapons by holding the Syrian regime responsible for its atrocities against humanity. Thank you for that report, Brendan. Now, in addition to what's going on in Syria, you also were able to speak with a CW professor this week about the recent Mark Zuckerberg events. Uh, what was the direction of that conversation? Well, Soma, as we know, Facebook co-founder and chief executive officer Mark Zuckerberg testified before Congress April 9th and April 10th in front of both House and Senate committees. The hearing comes after a data breach caused by Cambridge Analytica, affecting an upwards of 87 million users. Over the span of two days, Mr. Zuckerberg was asked about privacy concerns, data collection, and company practices at Facebook. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility, and that was a big mistake. And it was my mistake, and I'm sorry. I started Facebook, I run it, and I'm responsible for what happens here. 
Now, I spoke with Central Washington University political science professor Todd Schaefer to explain the political ramifications and the role of government in the tech industry. Zuckerberg, of course, went in front of Congress because Congress is looking into possibly regulating uh, sites like Facebook and so on to, to uh, tell them what they can and can't do with your data rather than just relying on their own goodwill. And whether the government should or should not do that is uh, an interesting question, but it's pretty clear that um, users are alarmed and the government is alarmed that uh, Facebook didn't do enough to protect people's information. So Zuckerberg, of course, was very apologetic and um, did pretty well at deflecting um, their questions and so on. Um, Nevertheless, I think there is going to be some kind of government regulation on the horizon. Even Zuckerberg himself admitted that. Um, and there's actually two separate bills, one by a Democrat in the House and one actually by a, a Republican who's head of the Commerce Committee and she's running for uh, the U.S. Senate seat in Tennessee. So that just tells you the degree to which you know Congress is kind of alerted. Now, whether you trust Congress to be able to effectively regulate this or even understand what the issues are given some of the questions they asked Zuckerberg, you know, that's another issue. But I think it is pretty clear that Facebook didn't do enough of its own uh, proactive protection of this. And in fact, just uh, on April uh, 18th, they just came out with new guidelines that they're going to impose uh, – policies for privacy. And my answer when I saw that in the news was, gee, I wonder why they're doing that now. Rumors of legislation for user protection have surfaced but have not been confirmed yet. Thank you for that, Brendan. And lastly, here this evening for our National News Block, a uh, former first lady uh, sadly passed away. Can you give us more on that? Of course, Soma. Former First Lady Barbara Bush passed away last Tuesday in her home in Houston at age 92. Mother of the 43rd president and wife of the 41st president, Barbara was undoubtedly a prominent and respected woman leader. Houston City Hall celebrated Barbara's life by lighting up City Hall blue. The city of Houston will celebrate the life of former First Lady Barbara Bush tonight. City Hall was lit up in Mrs. Bush's favorite color, blue, overnight. Barbara's sons, Florida Governor Jeb Bush and Florida, former President George H.W. Bush, remembered their mother through humor. They come up to you and they go, um, I love your mother. And that was always code for, I'm a Democrat, I can't stand you, your brother, your dad. <laughs> I had the uh, uh, joy of speaking to mom the day she died and the day before she died. And the day before she died, I said, Mom, I just want you to know you've been a fabulous mother and I love you dearly. And she said, I want you to know that you're my favorite son on the phone. <laughs> a funeral service for Barbara Bush will be held in Houston today at St. Martin's Church. The service is private for 1,500 guests and will include several former presidents and their first ladies. Back to Soma. Thank you for those national reports, Brendan. Well, gentlemen, that's going to take us just about till the end here. Brendan, do we have one more final kind of weather update throughout the day? I know the wind's kind of blowing out there a little bit. Is it going to be like that the rest of this evening? The wind should be settling down by the end of this week. By Friday, we're looking at temperatures upwards of 82 degrees and sunny. So you guys need to break out your shorts and sunglasses. That's what I like to hear. Gentlemen, any plans for the rest of the weekend? I mean, we're, we were on Sunday last week. Now we're on Saturday. We still got a Saturday night ahead of us. Anything uh, going on for you guys this evening? 
Um, I, I got a bunch of homework that I've been procrastinating mm. on, that's for sure. Mm. And uh, hopefully I'll get be able to get outside. That's something that I really like about the, spring, the springtime is that I always see people in front of Bardo. Um, yeah. They're always playing volleyball or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think that's usually the sign of that it's summer or that it's springtime, excuse me, and you should be doing your homework or um, and getting outside or something like that in, in some sort of order like that. Maybe not, maybe to go outside and then do your homework. If I were to list quarters by which I procrastinate more, it would be a tie probably between winter and spring just because of the fact, you know, obviously winter quarter, you just don't, you're not in favor of doing anything. But spring obviously starts getting warmer out there. 82? Oh, man, yeah. that sounds nice. I know spring uh, or people's pond is about to be uh, fully... Uh, full of people down there. I was down there just the last this last week uh, doing something from Central News Watch, and it was already nice enough down there. The wind just needs to die down a little bit, and I think it'll be uh, perfectly where we need it to be. Well, that's going to about do it for us this morning. Thank you for sticking with us. Again, this is our normal time slot, 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings, where you can listen to KCW News Central with local, regional, and national news. We're only able to go an hour today, but next week we hope to have some in-studio interviews as well as more, again, local, regional, and national news stories. Uh, For myself, Brendan, and Bryce, uh, that'll do it for this morning's news. Join us again next week at a regular time, 9 to 11 next Saturday as we stretch to two hours. Uh, until then, have a great rest of your weekend and an even better week.